0: what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS join Myra Jeff with a G Dr. Sam Jeffrey and me Jeff with a J as we work to debunk those leadership myths listen in as we irritate some inform others and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want well it's nice to have everybody here around the table. And, uh, I have to admit that the, uh, the, the getting everybody, uh, around the table conversation is, is a great warm up for, uh, doing a podcast like we're doing here today. And, uh, uh, I know Sam, uh, w- wants to kick us off with, uh, a myth that he, he has heard about and, uh, he wants to talk about a little bit and let's see if we can, uh, and do a little enlightenment. Sam, I'm going to turn it over to you.
1: Yeah, cool. That's awesome. So enlightenment, I'm not sure we'll get there today, but we're definitely going to walk down the path of maybe a couple brighter lights down the way. Um, But the thing we hear about in uh, leadership and folks that have a responsibility to a team, i.e. the people reporting to them, say, uh, I can't get my team to do what I want or they're not doing what I think they should be doing. And you'll be silly about it. They're not picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, well, so the myth is, as a boss, as a leader, people often think I'm going to say a thing and my people are going to do the thing. I'm going to give a directive and by golly, folks are going to jump in line and do that to 100% effort, 100% success every time. And um, problem with that is people are people and uh, they can't always do everything perfectly. And also when they're pointed at and told just do, eh, maybe there's not so much engagement there. So I'd like to open it up to the table and say, who has comments, thoughts, ideas on this? And how do you want to address this issue of I'm the boss I say you do
0: well I I think we learned to lead the way we were led right and in growing up my father owned two restaurants and I so I watched my father lead and so when I was working and I got my very first leadership role I I led the way I was led and that was very I'm the boss you do what I say and and what you find out is leaders who aren't leading people aren't leaders (laughs) so So it it really was kind of a a self-reflection sit down reevaluate, and this was the uh uh mid to late 90s so Mm -hmm. um it's you know Stephen Covey, Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell were were, were real popular and I was reading those books um but then when I went to get my master's in leadership um I got exposed to Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu, which I still read today because they're still relevant. Mm -hmm. And it was that concept of servant leadership. And it was the first time I've heard that servant leadership. And the definition of servant leadership is leading others who don't know they're being led Mm -hmm. and work really hard to um, try to be one of them and not above people. Mm -hmm. And it's all in the the training and having conversations and making people feel valued. And that's, that's how I did it. I, I, Jeff, Myra, what's your experience?
2: You know, I'm a huge reader. Um, And there is so many books out on this subject. And of course, one of my favorites is always seven habits, but a common thread through all of that is people want to know that they're valued. And I think that's a, very important point to make because if they're there just to fill your coffers or get your job done and they don't feel like they matter, then they're not going to be there long. They're going to be pulled easily away to to another position where they feel like they matter. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's sort of like the squeeze when the authoritarians, you know, they squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And Pretty
1: soon
2: things pop. Mm-hmm. So uh, just focusing on making not making them, but having them build their own value, and that takes a servant leadership, like what you were just talking about.
0: Right. And, and people want like being valued. People also want to be empowered. People want want to feel like they're part of something bigger than they are.
3: Yeah. So well, that brings up another question though, of what happens when you When you have people in your organization who are there for a paycheck, who don't necessarily buy into the 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 vision of the leadership and are just punching a clock. How do you how do you get those guys, those people to
0: pick up what you're putting down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to have those people. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, like the Dalai Lama says, there, there's there's three kinds of work. There's a job, a career, and a calling. The job mm-hmm. is what you do just to make money. A career is what most people have. They have friends, they get promotions, they get they get raises, um, and they're there for you know 50 years. Uh, and then the calling is what you would do for free if you could. Mm-hmm. And that's very very few. Uh, in my personal experience working with 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 people, it has been. Uh, about 75 25 75% will buy into what you're doing as long as they're being successful as long as they're feeling valued empowered um and and that their their life matters uh they'll they're they they've drank the Kool-Aid uh the other 25% <clears throat> will always be that 25% you know they're they're just here to get a paycheck and go home and that's my that's that's my 30 year experience
1: right Anyone else? and there's not necessarily a, a negative associated with that some folks just want okay. to do that you know, if that's their goal that okay cool um but let's not get too twisted up if they don't want to uh jump into a leadership role anytime soon or they get the idea to be promoted to a supervisor and then if they're not interested okay that's just not their goal that's fine um sure. but like you said jeff uh if they're doing what they're expected to be doing and they're performing well that's just fine too i mean there's room for a lot of different ways of performance and um uh success in the workplace
0: sure mm-hmm. And, and and you know micromanagement is a killer. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know micromanagement is a killer, and that's why I believe in giving them giving them the goal and the deadline, and let them make the deadline. But you have checkpoint right. meetings in between.
1: Yep.
0: Because it you don't you don't want them to do it the way you would have done it. You want mm-hmm. them to do it their own way. So there's that own self accomplishment. Ownership. Yeah. Ownership. There you go.
2: And yet, and yet, I'm gonna I'm going to just throw something out here because there are people that don't want to own their job. Mm-hmm. They want you to own it and tell them what to do. It doesn't sure. make them bad. It doesn't make them bad. It right. makes the way they're wired. And actually, it's a really good thing. It's a really good thing to have that because you can't be a leader if there's nobody to lead.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, so that, that's what I said earlier is, you know, leaders who, leaders who aren't leading people. <laughs> Are on a long lonely journey i can tell you that I've been there. if
3: you're <laughs> leading from the front and nobody's following you're just going for a walk you're just going for a walk man
0: <laughs>
3: you know there's walk. nothing
1: like
0: there's nothing like talking about man these are all the cool stuff we're doing and this is so exciting and, and the glazed look in the audience <laughs> um, and so you really want to bring them along and
1: make them part of it Right, yeah. and you know. if you just you know you're being you know silly with us there, but even the idea of describing how to feel about this, this is exciting. This is fun. Well, maybe to some, but to others, it's just another day you know at work. So right. a- assigning right. that value can have its own effect. But if right. you let people tell you, man, this sounds like a really cool idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you know you've got somebody who's not just on board, but they're bought in and they're ready to roll.
0: Right, right. right. You know the it's it's like you know there there are those supervisors that stand there and watch the people work, and they're like, man, this is so much fun. <laughs> that's, that's doing the manual labor, like, yeah, says you.
3: Right. You it says that a guy not standing waist deep in a pile of, you know, whatever. Whatever.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I've been there before, waist deep in a pile of whatever. Oh, yeah, amen,
3: it. brother. Many piles of whatever. <laughs> it took many piles of whatever to get to where we are today. Yeah. Exactly
1: right. Where is that?
2: It's how we learn. (laughs) learn.
0: We're doing a
3: podcast. (laughs) Just so you know, some of us are much slower learners than others. Just (laughs) just an FYI. Some of us (laughs) have the, the gray hair to prove it. Right. Good thing this is a podcast and not video because you can't see the
0: amount of gray hair. That I have a face made for radio. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, it comes to gray hair, it's not it's not the age, man. It's the miles. That's right. (laughs) This is true.
1: This is true. So,
0: my goodness. So, but but
3: speaking to those people, like, how do you get some of those people to buy in? Like, if it's it's one of those jobs that is a, a a time clock, you know, do the thing. It's not the most enjoyable thing. How do you get that person to buy in. Mm-hmm. What's what's the important part to to impart to leaders as they're trying to build organizations? How do you get everybody on board or as many people on board as you possibly can? What's mm-hmm. the what's that thing? Cuz I think Dr. Sam, that's what you're saying is how to get people picking up what you're putting down. Right. There's that communication issue of hey, your job is important in the scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know why their role is important and the things that they do there that are important, then there's no, there's no sense of, you know, value in what they do. Right. And, just so, the
1: clock. and there's a, there's a dangerous um, disposition to this. And that is when people who have, you know, button down shirts and ties on, go talk to the folks who get calluses on their hands once every you know, quarter or, or every half year, and say, wow, you all do just great work and we just couldn't be the, the success we are without you. Um, and then continue <laughs> to treat them like um, dispensable utilities. That doesn't do anybody any good. But the folks who, like you said, Jeff, are just there to punch in, if their opinions are sought, at least on occasion, or if they have feedback and you say, oh, man, I hadn't thought of it that way, and you really earnestly take that feedback in, even if they want to just punch that clock, they're going to know that their voice can be heard. And I've learned a lot listening carefully to folks who, who go home with dirt on their shirts um, because they're doing the work. And if they have a, a observation or uh, some input, there's value there. And they may not ever want to be up the chain of command, but they will do their job very well every time, knowing full well that people are watching and appreciating it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that appreciation is huge. Yep. And and not just at the quarterly or annual review; it's the seeking of opinions and saying, "Hey, you you know what? You're doing this job right now. Right. You know what? What can we do to help make it better?" or what can we do to, to make it better for you? Well, right, and,
0: there, and there's different things you can do too. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in MBWA, managed by walking around, yeah. mm-hmm. which is walk around every other day, every day, and just talk to people, building relationships with people, uh, getting, getting to know them beyond their name and their position, by getting to know a little bit about them, a little bit about their history, a little bit about their family. So when you talk to them, you can say, oh, you know, how's your daughter doing in school? And mm-hmm. you can build, start building relationships. Another thing you can do is uh, I I'm a big fan of surveys. You know, mm-hmm. to send to mm-hmm. send an employee an employee survey out every other month, every three months, and just ask two or three questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what what is one thing we can fix in your department? What would one thing you like to see the company do? That type of stuff. <clears throat> a lot of what you're going to get is you know we all want five dollar raises and fun things like that, but you'll also get some constructive criticism. Right. And, and you've got to have the shoulders wide enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the last one that, that I've always a big believer in is training and have constant training, not just for management, but for everybody. Right. Uh, And part of that training is, is developing that culture within your organization of look, you're, you're, you're a cutting edge, modern, uh, up to date organization that you want everyone to, to stay ahead of the -hmm. the pack. So training is really important as well. So those are the three things that you can really work on to, to help, in my opinion, to bring people Mm -hmm. on. Along to your way of thinking,
1: right? Because uh, they're
0: they're coming to you with with a different paradigm. Their their paradigm right. is, yeah, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. I don't believe and that, it.
1: And the training is huge. Um, I did a, a training session, and when I say I did, I didn't present the information; I just coordinated it. <clears throat> but it was for um, frontline folks. So I was in higher education, and there are people at the front desks that take in all the 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 uh, concerns that come in, and um, I was experiencing an individual who was calling a lot like a lot. And then, you know, in my job, I had folks come in that maybe weren't having their best day ever and maybe had some emotion about that and realized after a while that we never really trained our frontline folks to deal with people who were having their worst days. So I put together a training Well I say, again, put together, I bought the thing. It was just that easy. I got a subscription, got a training, put together. Exactly. I uh, had probably 50 people show up and um, many comments were like, we've never had anything like this before and nobody's ever asked, this is great. Sure. Like. I didn't mean to do a bit the apple cart that way, but I'm so glad to be able to provide that kind of thing. Cause folks are doing their best and not trained to handle that kind of stuff. It's hard to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If oh, anybody
2: yeah. wants, wants to, um, to even read about the importance of this, there's a book called principal center leadership.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he talks about the hierarchy of needs of employees. Maslow's. Uh, well, or, it, or
0: the, it just created a different one.
2: It, no, it, 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 it's very um, very similar just different words it's easy oh, okay. to remember for me um, it's to live to love to learn and leave a legacy so uh, the, the live is obviously you got to pay them enough to get by, get by. Um, and and the love you have to have relationships and it's not but, talking you know the relationship is really important but right above that is the learning if they're not constantly growing and yeah. learning and doing their you know they they don't think that they can grow in their job. They'll soon get tired of it. They will. They'll, they'll get they'll bored of it. Stop listening.
0: Yeah. And become automatons. You don't want
1: that. No. <laughs> and that's some of the uh, research that Daniel Pink did. Yeah. So Said there's very things, Myra, about pay people so it's not an issue. Right, pay them a fair wage, listen to them, make sure that they matter and have purpose. And already, so far, we've we've started listing off various books and the greats out there. And part of our purpose for the podcast is to not just think about these great things that are out there, but that we've done these things and put them into action. So the great advice that's out there can be done, just a matter of how's it actually be uh, lived out. Exactly. And so that's getting us down to the, uh, the grassroots level of making things happen. And you can affect your team's disposition by having quality leadership. It's kind of a miracle. <laughs> a good right?
3: leader is, is hard to leave. You don't want to leave a good yes. leader. I mean, no matter how bad the the job is, yep. no matter how mundane or boring or uh, strenuous, it it's stressful, whatever. If you've got a great person leading, you want to stick with them because they're a great leader. You'll yeah. you'll what, you'll go through the muck together. Well, right? What do they say? People quit
0: jobs, not leaders. Oh, yeah, people quit leaders, not
1: jobs. Yeah, yeah. Strike that
0: yeah. reverse. Did I say it wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you got the gist.
3: <laughs> we
1: mostly got it. Jesus, Josh. <laughs> semantics. <laughs> uh. What? Well, you want to put the words in the right order? Come on.
3: <laughs> You're telling me that words matter? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's true. That, no, I yeah, it's funny because you know, I I I work with a couple of organizations where that's that's one of their main things is we want to pay people a very fair wage and they're they're one of the higher wage paying. Uh, manufacturing groups in the area mm-hmm. and then they one of their things is they constantly training people and you know they're saying hey great if you're working this job this is your pay but guess what you can do this this and this and then we can move you up and you can make this much money for basically mm-hmm. doing the same job and uh, because your education level goes up and you become a more valued employee because you have more skills because you know all those things so they're investing in their employees on a regular basis and, you know, they got about 100, 150 employees somewhere in there, depending on how busy the season is, sometimes seasonal workers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that that value of, hey, we're going to we're going to provide these trainings for you so that you can be a better human. And if you leave, then that's OK. You still have this knowledge. Right. And I, I think that's that's incredibly valuable to just say, hey, you know what? You might not be here forever, but we're going to treat you with dignity, treat you with kindness. And we want you to be a better human being in mm-hmm. overall.
0: Agreed. Right Agreed. And and, that, and I think when you start training your team, yes, you want a better team. And that's why you train them. But, you know, you, you've got to kind of take the uh, the mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm preparing you for your next job, whether, whether it be for us or for someone else, mm-hmm. because you, you definitely want someone else. <laughs> if they go somewhere else, you want someone to speak highly of you. Right. <laughs> Good job training as, right. wow.
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's why training is
0: important. I mean, and, and right. doing, doing it right.
1: Mm-hmm. And to get there, there's no real magic wand. You don't just wake up one day and decide, oh, golly gee whiz, now I'm going to engage my employees better and I'm going to do it perfectly and magically and we're going to have a wonderful team. It'd be nice if it did, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. So one of the things that a, a leader can do is get an assessment from outside of the organization, whether it's 360 yes. evaluation, uh, if it's a if you're a fan of the disc assessment, whatever it is, Get that third-party assessment to see what's going on and then believe it. It's there for a reason. You have to <laughs> accept Use the it. data and act upon it. And that's what we would implore any of our listeners to do that have any interest in increasing their uh, engagement with their team is to have that assessment done. Because the downside is if you don't do it, you get exactly the same thing you got today. If you do it and give it a try and there's even incremental improvement, it's still improvement.
0: So
3: exactly. Give it a
1: shot. Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I think that'll lead us into some great conversations down the road. Agreed. Also, awesome. yeah. I'd love so to hear good.
0: I'd love to hear what our listener says. Oh yeah. You know, and I said listener one.
3: <laughs> Soon to be many
0: listeners. <laughs> <Yeah. entrepreneurs. laughs> But, but I'd love I'd love them to hear what our listener has to, to ha, what input they have or what questions they have uh, based upon our conversation
1: today. Yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right. So friends, I kicked that one off, and I appreciate the the tee off there. But that was how to get your staff to do the things you're asking of, and basically boils down to relationship. And product relationship is getting that assessment from outside so you know what they're thinking and you can articulate your own disposition a little bit better. So hope we had a good chat. And I hope that uh, the next conversation is even more lively because this was fun.
0: Yep. Peace out.
3: Later. See you, friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus@leadershipbs.co that's us at leadershipbs.co if we use your email questions or comments you will win a disk behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates and last but not least don't forget to give us a five star review so we can reach more people thank you so much and tune in next time we'll see you then